0: podcast about all things wine, beer, and spirits. Each week, join us on our journey as we drink and delve into different alcohol-related topics. I'm Mark. And I'm Jen. Cheers. Cheers. Today, we are going to be talking about open bottles of wine, from opening the bottle to storing the open bottle. And I'm going to tell you right now, there was no storing any open bottles last night. They were just completely consumed, and I'm slightly hungover today.
1: That's not a bad thing. Yeah. Well, the hangover, maybe not. but Yeah,
0: just slightly. Doesn't mean I'm not drinking right now.
1: Yes, and I often <laughs> do not have a problem with leftover bottles of wine. Yeah. However, occasionally I do. I'm right. a bottle alone a night might be a bit much.
0: Right. And in those cases, there are some proper ways to store those bottles. Yes. And we're gonna talk about that today.
1: Yes, but first we gotta get that bottle open. Yeah, we
0: do. So let's talk about that.
1: Okay. Well, I wanna talk a little bit about the the highly contested. I'm, I don't know, maybe I'm making it more dramatic mm-hmm. than it is. Am I I uh, No, I
0: actually, I like the drama.
1: Okay, all right. We're going to the highly contested Screw Cap.
0: Ooh, talk about that Screw Cap, Mark.
1: Okay, well, it was fun fact. Because yes. we like to bring the fun facts we on the show.
0: We do.
1: Uh, it started in the 1950s. is kind of when the first Screw Caps came out. Mm-hmm. Um, and for a long time, they were really kind of associated with Cheap wines, let's yeah, be Inexpensive wines. Is that the right Why way to say Why do you
0: think that? that is? Why do you think people associated that with cheap wine?
1: Well, I think, and we'll talk about corks in a minute, but I think, I don't know, it's, it's the cork is kind of the traditional. When you try and change things up, yeah. everybody kind of freaks out a little bit, I think. Yeah. And um, I don't know, there is something to a cork in a bottle yeah. as opposed to just...
0: I mean, I go. love the sound of the cork coming out of a bottle, but I get it, you know? Yeah. But, yeah.
1: I do too. and But now it does have some pluses to it. And it's actually these days not even like, I mean, there's some very nice wines that are now coming out with, you know, uh, and I think the key is it's easy to open Yep. and it's primarily in everything I looked at really designed for wines that are meant to be consumed young. Um, And that's because even though they've been around since the 1950s, there's not been a lot of necessarily aging in these models. So people aren't quite sure how the wine is going to age, what's going to happen. Um, how long is that cork seal or not cork seal? I'm sorry, screw top cap yeah. thingy. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how long is that going to stay wow. in place and remain its seal? Um, so the long term storage is a little debated. Um, and so, but really, I mean, if this is a wine I want to drink today or this week or even this year, let's yeah. be honest. Um, and it looks good. Yep. Get the screw cap. Does not nece- It does not necessarily. It does not these days in any way speak. Quality.
0: yeah we're actually drinking a screw cap wine right now I don't know if you know that
1: I did not know yeah that.
0: it's and it's delicious it is actually yeah delicious. And it's high quality you know they've really come a long way but I you know I will say when you know a while ago there was a long time where I wouldn't buy a screw cap wine because I thought they were cheap
1: I did too same way and now I actually I like them when I travel too because yeah. I've learned to try and carry actually those little free bottle openers that the hotels give you or yeah. whatever I try to stick one in my suitcase so I always have one yeah but then I usually forget it or don't have it yeah. or whatever. And then you need to open a bottle of wine, that's yep. not there. So a screw yep. cap that's is good.
0: T- totally convenient. You know, and then we have our corks, right? Yes. So there are different kinds of corks. There are the traditional corks, the natural corks, which actually come from a cork tree. Yep. Um, I don't know if everyone knows that. Um, and then there are synthetic corks. And those are, you know, what we see standard in wines, you know, as opposed to the screw top that you were just talking about. So the natural corks actually allow the wine to breathe and those are good for aging wines but the synthetic corks actually don't allow the wine to breathe. So those aren't necessarily your best corks if you want to age a wine, Um, eventually.
1: That said, I mean, the thing, the argument for the synthetic corks and I think the screw caps as well is somewhat environmental. Yes. Because.
0: Right, because then you're not, you know, harming any trees or anything like that. It's a limited resource. Absolutely. But, you know, with the natural corks and the synthetic corks, both of them are recyclable. Oh. Yeah, so there is that. and one thing you should know about both corks is, well, actually, let's talk about the natural cork first. Okay. If you're opening a bottle of wine with a natural cork, one thing you may want to do is once that, once that cork comes out, you may want to give it a little sniff.
1: Okay. Yeah. Sniff the cork. Sniff I've seen the cork. cork. I know. You've seen you see people always, do it. You're supposed to, it's like sniff the cork is right. like and, step one. And exactly. And you know, you sniff the screw cap as well?
0: I mean, I, you can,
1: okay, but but there's zero reason
0: to do it Okay, (laughs) noted. because all you're going to smell really is metal.
1: Um,
0: There's nothing really on there. The reason you're smelling the natural cork is to see if there's any kind of foul odor because you can end up with a fungus on that develops with that cork because there is cork taint. It is cork taint. (laughs) That is Um, a real thing. (laughs) And that doesn't develop on the synthetic um, cork. So that is a benefit to the synthetic cork over the natural cork. and, you know, so what else do I have to say about cork? I don't know. I. Well, you,
1: you can know. cork it or screw cap it. Yeah. And you can use synthetic cork or real cork. And yeah. real cork's traditional, synthetic is more environmentally friendly, maybe. And the screw cap gets the job done easy. Yeah. So, you know. Did I just sum up pretty well then? Yeah,
0: you summed it up pretty well. Either okay. way, you know, open that bottle of wine.
1: Well, and when you go to <laughs> open it, yes. there's. Let's talk a little bit about the corkscrew yes. and how you can get the bottle open. Because they got all sorts of really cool, fancy things now where you can like the automated ones and you put it in and then like push a button and it yep. zoom, takes it out. And they get the little like squeeze the handle and it takes it out. And so they got some very cool, so very many fancy ways, ways to open
0: to your bottles of wine now.
1: But the traditional way yes. and the easy way. And for me, for the long time, the extremely intimidating way <laughs> to open a bottle of wine is a corkscrew. Absolutely. And I mean, I actually... I did drink some screw tops and or did not drink some wines on occasion because I was nervous about opening the bottle and, and especially I would not do it in front of anybody else yeah. <laughs> because I, I didn't want to look like an idiot. Yeah. So I did eventually kind of learn and part of that was just watching. And so watch others. <laughs> um, there's videos, YouTube it, whatever you want to do. There's a hundred ways to do it. Yep. But I'm going to try and describe a little bit, a couple different ways to open a bottle. If, I, if, if you guys can... Close your eyes okay, unless I'm you're closing, driving. I'm
0: closing my eyes right now. I'm imagining. Driving, it. I really am.
1: Don't close your eyes. Okay. okay. But Jen's not driving.
0: I'm not driving. I'm just sitting here.
1: Okay. So eyes are closed. Mm-hmm. So we have our first one, which is the traditional twist corkscrew. Mm-hmm. That is the one where you kind of have the corkscrew and it goes to like usually like a little metal handle close. or. Oh, okay. <laughs> eyes are open, but that's okay. <laughs> I didn't really mean it. Um, <laughs> Jen took it a little literal there. Um, but they, they have the metal or the wood handle and the little corkscrew, and and you, you twist it in there. That actually came about in 1795. Whoa! Fun fact by Reverend Samuel Henshaw. A reverend. A reverend, which part of me was just like, that's awesome that reverend's yeah. drinking all that wine. But then when you think about it, they're opening a lot of wine for communions and yes. whatever the the things they're doing and drinking the wine. Yeah. So so it, it makes sense. does make sense you would want an easier way to open the bottle. Yeah. So uh, that one is you basically just. Well, first got to remove the foil because sometimes there's a foil or something covering the cork. Not always. Then you, and I'm using my hands here, which nobody can see, but that's okay. Again,
0: By the way, there are some amazing foil cutters out there that make your job a lot easier. You just stick the round foil cutter on there, twist, it takes the foil right off.
1: There you go. I always kind of peel it off. And then there's the knife on a lot of the corkscrews. They have that little knife on there. That's actually what that's for is to kind of cut around and take it off. I did not know that for a little while. Maybe. What,
0: What did you think that little knife was
1: for? I, I don't know. I thought it was like Swiss Army kind of stuff. Protection <laughs>
0: in case anyone tries to steal your bottle of wine. Stay away from my wine, everybody. I have a little tiny knife Maybe I mean, they give the Swiss Army <laughs> little scissors and
1: stuff, right? Yeah. So maybe they give the corkscrew guy a, yeah, you a little knife. I don't know. I, I mean, you <laughs> don't
0: be greedy for so many things.
1: But, And you can you can whittle the cork into figures. Or you something. could
0: you know if you're bored.
1: If, if you're bored, and actually I don't think cork whittles very well. No, but I
0: mean, now I kind of want to try.
1: <laughs> okay cork art it's a, it's gonna be yeah, a thing. next
0: thing. yeah yeah it's coming it.
1: <laughs> okay but anyway so you get the foil off
0: yeah
1: um and then you just basically place it on there and you turn it clockwise with some pressure and you squeeze the thing you twist it down in there and the cork should be driving into the the corkscrew should be driving into the cork and then you guys kind of got to get a good handle on the bottle good yeah. hand on the corkscrew and, and pull it out. You can kind of wiggle it a little bit sometimes yeah. and you gotta go and slow is the key. Cause if you do that big pull, you yeah. might actually get it and you get that really cool pop uh-huh. and you also get wine everywhere. Yeah.
0: I always, when I use those corkscrews I always have to stick the bottle of wine between my legs.
1: I've done that very <laughs> fast.
0: <laughs> cause I can't get the leverage if I just try to hold it there and you know, cause some people can, they look all cool. No, I'm the person holding it between my legs, trying to pull that wine, that corkscrew out there is no shame in that, everybody. It's no a leverage shame. game. It yeah. really,
1: really is. But
0: I have to say, I rarely use those kinds of corkscrews. Oh, I only I, if I
1: have to. Yeah, that's
0: an emergency situation only if I'm in a hotel room and that's all they have. Yes.
1: For the longest time, what I used was called the winged corkscrew. Yeah. And I used that one because it was easy. And that's the one where um, it's got like, well, things that look like wings. Yeah. And when they're kind of fully put up, it looks kind of angelic, maybe? Yeah. Even? Like an angel or something. And so you put it on there, and then you can you twist the uh, well, you fit it onto the bottle top. Uh, You twist the top part that drives the cork in, and the little wings come up. um, And then all you got to do is push the wings down, and the cork pops. pops Super easy. Um, If you've never used one, (laughs) you might not want to do what I did, which is I didn't realize that the wings were supposed to come up. Uh So I held the wings, and I. Turned the thing and I shredded the cork. Oh. Um, but again, I.
0: You didn't know. I did not know. Um, and was these, this, yeah, this is in your apple teeny days, your soul, soul Appletony days. This was
1: a, so, apple teeny days and this was just I early wine drinking yeah. days. And and again, because wine can be so intimidating, yeah. I did a lot of, well, this sounds sad, a lot of drinking at home alone. <laughs> I'm not an alcoholic. Yeah, hey, I,
0: I still do that. So really? there's no, there's no, there's no problem
1: with that. <laughs> but a lot of that I did because I didn't have the knowledge. I was a little intimidated to do it in public. Yeah. But I didn't know what the heck I was doing at yeah. home. But again, that's all the more reason why yeah. a I was doing things wrong. Yeah. And but b also trying to yeah. So
0: don't hold the wings down.
1: Do if not the number one lesson there. Yes, but the oh, and that was by the way fun fact. You know, invented 1888 by H.S. Healy. Oh. So. Fun fact and yeah. credit where geniuses do. Yeah. Uh, but the traditional is the Waiter Corkscrew 1882 by Carl Wink. Wink, eh? Uh, I shouldn't try to pronounce this W E I N K E. Sure. German. Um, so, anyway, uh, <laughs> at least he was. In. I don't know if the name was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and uh, that's a much more traditional one. And it's the same thing as maybe the traditional corkscrew. You put it on there. Um, you, you center in the corner, in this, you put position the corkscrew in the center, turn it clockwise, um, and until you get it down in there. And then they've got like these couple little steps or like these little yeah. hook thingies. So you kind of put the first one on the edge of the bottle, and that gives you the leverage or leverage um, to partially move so it out. And then you go to the second little step on the corkscrew, and you just kind of pop yeah. it the rest of the way out. It's nice, it's easy. It does take a little practice. Yeah. Um, but Uh, It gets the bottle open um, and and gets you there. So, and you can do those internet searches. Now, again, a couple other fun things that I found along looking some of this up, just to, not that I haven't opened a lot of bottles and learned some of this the hard way, if you can't Uh tell, Mm -hmm. Um, but uh, if you don't have a corkscrew and you need to get a bottle open, yes, um, in an
0: emergency. In an emergency. A wine emergency. Which is
1: I want to drink some wine and I don't have a corkscrew. Right. Cla- you know, that classifies yep. as an emergency yep. in my book. <laughs> um, there are some fun ways to do it. You can look them up. You can use a wall or a shoe. Um, and basically you have to like, I think you from what I've seen, I have not tried this. Um, probably do not attempt this at home. <laughs>
0: uh, okay, I need and to hear about And Not this. with
1: a good wine okay. <laughs> ever, unless you lest you mess it up. But you like pad the bottom and apparently by either banging it against the wall wait, are you hitting it with the shoe. Okay, wait.
0: Start again. You're banging one against the wall. The,
1: okay, I'm sorry. Let me start. <laughs> so you take, you grab, you got your wine bottle. Okay. You pad the bottom of the bottle. With? With a cloth, okay, a shirt, a towel, something that, okay. that's going to protect the bottle and ideally keep it from shattering. Got it. And then you will pound the bottom of the bottle. Now, okay. whether you're pounding the bottom of the bottle against a wall, or you take like a shoe with a good heel, not like you know a stiletto, but a good right. solid heel, and you're pounding the bottom of the bottle. And apparently, that will then force, force the cork out. So I'm assuming you've out.
0: taken the foil off at this point.
1: If you haven't,
0: you're. You've taken the foil that's off. A
1: so yes, the foil <laughs> you've taken is the off. foil
0: off, and now you've padded the bottle, and you're just banging the heck out of this thing yes. until the cork pops out.
1: That's that okay. is the Mark, theory. I would I have really not like tried wait, it. I'd
0: like you to try it before next, like at some point.
1: I might but I'm I'm very worried about the loss of wine.
0: Okay, well, try it with a cheap bottle.
1: Okay. All right. We will we will yeah. test this. Yeah, I would like him to test <laughs> okay, this out. I'm, actually, I, I'm not
0: going to test it. I'm a I'd curious. like him to test it. Out.
1: Okay, but something a little yeah. safer and yeah. if you're really stuck in a pinch. Yeah. It's the, all you do is you take a good uh, a pen or something blunt yeah. and you push the cork into the bottle yeah now you can't necessarily reseal it yeah. which we'll talk about when now what do you do yeah whether you pull the cork out the right way or the wrong way but that pushes the cork in you can now get the wine out and commence drinking. I
0: out. have done that um when I've broken a cork while trying to open a bottle of wine I've had to push the cork in I'm gonna tell you that sometimes when you push the cork in wine does come spraying out so <laughs> be careful um I've ruined a shirt or two opening up it stand back that's all I have experience yes I have experience oh wine. yeah um, I broke a cork. Like uh, it, it was, I would say the cork was a little crumbly. So that is one problem Which with natural corks as opposed to synthetic corks too. They can crumble. So the cork broke and I was like, well, wow, this is unfortunate. And I was like, <laughs> I, this thing is going down. It's going in. And so I pushed the cork in and wine came spurting out. Um, so just stand back if you're going to do it. That's my piece of advice. No um, What's so, in?
1: Uh-huh. You got the bottle open. I
0: got the bottle open. Now, now how okay, long so how long, okay, so how long? Okay, so different bottles of wine different types of wine last different amounts of time so let's start with our sparkling wine yes. okay so i love a good bottle of sparkling wine um not all sparkling wine is champagne by the way yes champagne specifically has to be from the champagne region of france um
1: People but should maybe look forward to an upcoming episode all about <laughs> I champagne. i know
0: yes they should <laughs> um it usually lasts about like one to three days um in the fridge you want to keep it in the refrigerator and i would highly suggest if you are going to put it in the fridge actually i've heard two tips okay, okay. one you can stick a spoon or any sort of metal instrument inside the bottle and it keeps it bubbly i know it's really weird okay. it yeah, totally I'm works
1: you a funny... um, now, now, i know now. okay okay how do you fit the this... spoon spoon you and... have to
0: have the right spoon like my spoons that i have in my kitchen will not fit
1: okay but like like, like those little super teeny tiny yeah
0: any metal kind of instrument you can stick in there and it keeps it bubbly i don't know why it works and whatever that metal the metal interacts with the bubbles i don't know <laughs> Chemistry. but i was in um i was actually in france and i went to their champagne houses and they had these champagne stoppers i'm like oh this is cute this would be i'm gonna get one for myself and i got one for one of my friends who is french who loves bubbles loves bubbles and I you know, just got it as a cute gift. I gave it to her and she came to me a little bit after. She goes, this is the best gift I have ever gotten. She goes, I don't know if you've tried yours yet. It kept my champagne fresh for like five to seven so days. So what is it? it, it it's is, it's a, a stopper you put on your champagne and it seals it. So okay. whatever it does, so that, if you so want to keep your champagne seal. sealing, staying long, stay to, to be fresh longer than one to three days, get a champagne stopper. You don't have to go to France to get it, by the way. You can get it at just a regular store. Um okay. if you have a light wine or a rosé it'll last about 5 to 7 days in the fridge. Mm.
1: Um, I don't think mine's now, ever lasted or didn't uh, No, okay. Last I, that this long. is assuming But that if I've, you needed to. Yeah.
0: Um, to be clear, it's not going to be nearly as fresh. It's not like it's going to last 5 to 7 days and taste as good as it did the day you opened it. It's gonna lose that flavor along yes, the way. They are so gonna deteriorate. On, right? Yeah, they're gonna them. deteriorate. I mean, so it's not night. like on day seven, you're gonna be like, oh my gosh, this is just as delicious as the day I opened it, but it'll still taste fine. Um, it just won't be as good. Yes. But on day seven, I mean, to be perfectly honest, I wouldn't drink it after day five, but if you can drink it for yes. yes. about a week. A full bodied white, so like a good rich Chardonnay, three to five days um, in the fridge. Your lighter wines, you wanna keep them in the fridge. Red wines, uh, and you want to keep them in a cool, dark place, or at least a cool place. So, um, three to five days out of the um, sun. Out of the, the sun. Of yeah. Stuff, don't yeah. put them in your window <laughs> or something. Leave them on your patio. Um, any fortified wines, so your ports, Madeiras, um, Sherries, sherrys, they say about 30 days, 28 to 30 days. I personally leave mine, I, I mean, I feel like they last longer, but. Um, you know,
1: and I've heard that, that once you open it, that it lasts. Almost forever. Yeah, I know. But then I'm, I'm reading this and I I'm thinking I'm I...
0: I'm like, I'm like, I mean, I'm still drinking mine and it's way older than twenty-eight days and it still tastes delicious. But in the research I've done, they say about twenty-eight days. So but Seal it properly. Seal it properly. Stored. You still can drink it. It does maybe it's not quite as good, but fortified wines last quite a while. So if cool, you want dark something place as cool, well. dark place okay. so if you want something that you can open and just have a little bit of at night, go with a fortified wine that you can just sip on, but other wines just last a few days. So those are...
1: Well, I was looking around a little bit, too, and the yeah. McBride Sisters Winery has yes. what I thought was a fun little thing on their website, um, which is basically, they stated, which I firmly believe, that good wine should never go to waste. Yes. So you're hitting the edge of the days, right? Yeah. You're You're on day five-ish, um, and you know you're probably not going to drink it. Yeah. Rather than pouring it out, what they recommend is you put it in an ice cube tray or some other kind of storage container. You stick it in the freezer, Uh and then you use it for sauces and cooking.
0: Oh, that's a great idea.
1: Yeah. So it's like you're not wasting the wine, but then it's there for when you need it in months, if that takes that long.
0: That's a really good idea. Yeah.
1: So never, ever waste, well, good wine, but probably even wine.
0: What a good suggestion. I'm going to start doing well. I I actually can't. Or see myself ever having wine that long but if I ever did that is a great suggestion
1: yes so well now we're we've got it we oh as we stored or before we store it yeah you've got a we talked about we've talked about sealing it and getting yeah. it resealed uh, now there's some fun facts about this which is I mean the number one thing why you want to reseal it whether it's sparkling or white or red or whatever is yeah. because Air is the enemy.
0: Yes, it is.
1: Um, Because of that, you want to, again, store it as best as you can. You want to store it upright so that it's getting minimal exposure to air. Because if you store it on its side, of course, then more wine is getting exposed to more air. And um, this, I I kind of found I might have been doing a little wrong. (laughs) And -hmm. I will be doing different from now on. When you go to, say you're going to reuse the cork. And we'll talk about, okay, you don't reuse the cork. You want to do something else you're going to reuse the cork right yeah um it is easiest to turn it upside down and stick it back in with yeah. the side you opened it with because the side where the wine is is you know it's kind of puffed up yeah. a little bit and it's kind of hard to get that back down and, and that, almost impossible yes yeah <laughs> if you do that uh-huh. you are exposing the wine and yourself and everything else to bacteria and other all sorts of stuff that dirt that was maybe on the top of that cork that you now just turned what? over and put into your wine
0: well that is so unfortunate
1: it is because so, I do
0: that almost every time. Well, I almost always put the clean side into my wine bottle. And we
1: will not be doing that anymore. No, we will not. I, <laughs>
0: honestly, almost every, actually every single well, time. Well, it's I a take, lot more difficult because it's so much easier. It's skinnier.
1: Yeah, and it's not difficult. You got to you know wrangle, Literally yeah. wrangle the, the the other way in. But the the bottom line is to seal yeah. it. So that's where they have like. Again, stoppers, i um, have yeah. got, got this little kind of a rubber cap thing that goes on there, yeah. whatever. As long as you're sealing it, yeah. you, you So you don't have to put
0: the actual cork back in. There are other things you can And
1: do. I've seen yeah. absolutely yeah. nothing that oh, yeah, it's like have you have to, to use the cork, cork or you need to use the cork, right. and the cork is better than a stopper. It's They're all pretty equal unless you're doing what we've been doing. Which right, which is just putting the clean
0: side in, which is not the clean side at all, it turns out. It turns out, <laughs> out it's the very, very dirty side. Yes.
1: Very but you've got tips, you said. I do.
0: So I was um, reading this article on Wine Enthusiast about the five best ways to store an open bottle. And one actually was to recork it the right way. Okay. Um, and um, another one, which I had never seen before, but was kind of interesting how you were talking about, you were saying how air is the enemy, right? Yes. Um, they were saying you should invest in some half bottles, just empty half bottles. And oh, when empty half empty bottles, half bottles okay. wine, or if you own or if you had purchased some half bottles, save them. And then when you're, when you finish your wine, funnel it into a half bottle of wine and store it in that. So you don't have that extra air in uh, the half bottle and you can okay. put it in there. So that's just a suggestion they have. So it's not exposed to as much. Um, if you refrigerate all your wine, even your reds, if you want to not, if you don't have a place that's cool enough to store it, um, refrigerating it to store it will slow down the breakdown process. So it won't, you can store it, you can, it'll last a little bit longer. Which is good um there is a device called a coravin now mm-hmm. this is something that's pretty fancy it costs about three hundred dollars i
1: say like expensive fancy
0: yeah it's expensive fancy um,
1: three I, i'd be happy to see it at 300 i'd use uh, five or six okay so maybe
0: there are different versions out now so yeah. it can range. even then it's um, not cheap and basically what it does is it sticks a needle through the cork and actually they used chemotherapy um, technology to develop it it's kind of interesting and what it does. I actually learned this recently. I thought it just stuck the needle and sucked wine out. And it suck. It sucks wine out of the cork without, and it. it well, because
1: well, if you remove wine, if you, remove you create wine, a vacuum. Right. So you've gotta exactly. Replace it with it was, something.
0: Right, and it replaces it with argon gas. Argon. That uh, sounds like argon? Star Trek I or
1: something. something. I don't uh, know. <laughs> and so it
0: replaces it with this other gas. And what it does is it saves it so that you can take some wine out of a very very expensive bottle. You can have one glass. You can have one sip of this bottle. And not ruin the bottle itself. You right. could have it, you could it could sit there for another six months. It actually there is a limit on how long once, the you've, last, used once it. you've used it. Okay. Um, I think, but it's quite a while. It's like, enough time. Oh, it's that you enough can time. So that's time. why now there are certain restaurants you can go to actually where they can say, Oh, do you want a, a glass of whatever, take the most expensive wine and spend a hundred dollars on it? they can use a coravin instead of having to open the whole bottle
1: because they used to have to open the bottle and once they open it they're not guaranteed to sell the rest of it so those people out there who have
0: these really expensive bottles of wine in their wine cellar and they're like oh well i want to open i want a glass of this that's another um great way to i guess store an open bottle even though it's technically (laughs) not a a good wine. if you have a lot of really good wine and you want it to last but you still want to be able to enjoy it you may want to invest in a coravin but my favorite piece of advice yes. that the wine enthusiast gave was just finish your bottle.
1: You know? <laughs> and they were like, you know
0: what? It really? Okay, so actually this side, they said, a bottle of wine is five glasses. Now I actually believe that it's four glasses. I know they say it's five glasses. In my mind, a bottle of wine is four glasses. They said, uh, if you're having like a meal, and they explained like, if you're having a meal with someone, you know, it's really only a you know a couple glasses of wine. If you have two and a half glasses each, just finish the bottle. Enjoy it. Drink responsibly, but enjoy it. So don't bother storing it. Store it in yourself. And I was like, um, "That's a great suggestion." So if all else fails, just drink your wine. Th-
1: there it's you basically go. But within uh, responsible yeah, limits exactly. and all the other fun stuff.
0: One thing they didn't say, which is actually my favorite storage tool, is the vacuum pump. So there are these tools where it's it's like a little cork, plastic, synthetic cork. You stick it on top of your bottle, and then there's this plastic pump you put on top of it, and you just like you literally. Go, and you suck out all the air. And when it starts clicking, you know it sucked all the air out and it preserves your wine. All wine will last longer with the vacuum pump. So I suggest that. That is my next, my final piece of advice. So, well, I don't
1: have much else. I have nothing else either. And they they may want to remember all
0: this. And in order to remember all this, you should go to the com, And, you know, if you have any other. Um, Comments. If you have any other ideas for future topics or questions, please, you know, feel free to contact us there.
1: And uh, subscribe to us, uh, whatever service you got. Uh, We want you to subscribe to our podcast. And if you get a chance, go in and rate us. Tell us how awesome we are. Yeah,
0: give us, you know, all those stars that we, you know, definitely deserve.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Or or at least desperately want. Yes,
0: (laughs) yeah, that sounds great. And until next time, drink responsibly. Cheers. Cheers.